tell you how conceited it feels to be jamming out to my own song. <laughs> you gotta love it. This is the ESBC podcast network where we make 70 to 80 percent of our picks. 52.5 percent is break even. In the middle is compound interest. A lot of money to the point that my wife Anna has bought 32,000 $200 in pure gasoline and both uh, participants in the podcast that will be introduced in a little bit, both have bankrolls that were making fat and have gotten fat since uh, they've been on the podcast. So I want to call her SLR, Sarah Lynn Robinson, <laughs> uh, incredible lead Hollywood actress and now she is on our podcast full force the betting election podcast is on fire people are downloading it like crazy engaging like crazy uh go ahead and keep it on and keep telling your friends and family about it and keep subscribing like you're doing and i'm glad you're enjoying it because it's an educational podcast so the purpose every business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome the purpose is to make me money, right? The second purpose is to make everybody else money using business and financial concepts, bet on games, and that way we reduce financial illiteracy and income inequality uh, by using sports betting as a vehicle. And then we have uh, uh, mental health first aid kit. We have a motivational page on our podcast on our uh, website and we had a great motivational interview with uh, Vic Feely, the head coach of Houston Baptist football. And we got best-selling authors, football players uh, who gives us tools, right? So we can be mentally strong in the middle of a riot pandemic and recession. But without further ado, Let's go to the host of the podcast. Uh, I want to call it SLR, but I have to ask permission. Sarah, you know, like, you know, KP3, right? <laughs> you can call me SLR. That's fine. I, I go by my full name professionally because Sarah Robinson is too boring. Yeah, no, I like Sarah so Lynn Robinson. Sarah yeah. Lynn Robinson. Thank you for being yeah. the host of the NBA betting podcast. Yes. Thanks for another, another week back. I'm excited to talk basketball. Nice, nice. And uh, introduce uh, Brianna for us. Okay, so this is our lovely sports journalist, Brianna Winner, making amazing picks, winning you money. Yes, including last week's Portland game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's, she's calling it. She also, we were watching the uh, Trailblazers-Lakers game, and she called that too. Yes. Yeah. And she's been calling baseball games as well, and she's been... Well, what happened was that uh, 
Dr. First, who's also on the podcast, a couple guys uh, contacted me that we they, they wanted to know if, because, you know, to get Brianna's address to call the police over there because she's been so much on fire. We were worried about her with all the brush <laughs> fires. <laughs> and she's contributing to the brush fires being so hot with her pics. Congratulations, Brianna. Thank you. We didn't know the monster we were going to create. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. That was a great. At the time. <laughs> Pretty. Your average is really good, though. Really good. That was a great uh, California-centric dad joke. Josh, excellent work. Yes, you're the professional. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a financial services guy who found the need of, you know, educating, doing my part, you know, with the whole George Floyd, everything going against economic inequality and financial illiteracy and using a vehicle such as sports betting to be able to do that in that incredible podcast that's blowing up. I'm glad it's blowing up, you know, because uh, you do it as a labor of love to educate the public. I don't have any kids. So my job literally with my licenses is a fiduciary, which means that I have an obligation to protect the public, especially when it comes into financial matters. And that's what my uh, two degrees in business are for. Now, I had a busy day with clients, Sarah, uh, but you said you got, because you're always busy. Never get advice from somebody who's not busy. And Sarah Lynn Robinson is always busy. But you found a couple minutes today to watch the Republican convention? I did. I watched probably five speakers. Um, most notable for me was uh, Matt Gates. I found right. him um, intense and creepy. He right. reminded me of um, Christian Bale in uh, American Psycho. Right. Um, yeah, it just, I, there was something, there was a disconnect happening between his eyes. Maybe it was a, a lack of, uh, lack of audience. Um, you weren't able to see him connect, but I just, um, yeah, found him. He just gave me the chills. Um, and the uh, nationalism was really rampant in his uh, his speech. That was my biggest takeaway. Right. And we'll talk a little bit more when we do our, our Republican convention wrap up. And we look at it from a betting perspective because we educate a lot of people that the betting markets has been the best predictor of elections since Roosevelt, since they started tracking it, including mm -hmm. last election. And even for Senate races. So we're handicapping those because, uh, you know, I asked Sarah Lynn Robinson, who is Biden's VP going to be? Because it's, uh, I want to bet it on Bovada. And she says, Kamala Harris. Bam. Mm -hmm. That makes it 100% Brianna Winner and Sarah Lynn Robinson <laughs> making me money on the podcast, making the audience. <laughs> How much fun is that, right? Because we don't just talk the talk, we walk our walk. Every single wager we put on, we pick ourselves. And uh, I got some really nice messages today. People are like, oh, you didn't put your picks on Twitter. So I give them access to our live spreadsheet. We have no Great. secrets here. Yeah. We have a live spreadsheet, and we're the most transparent podcast in the history of mankind. Nobody does that. People have a paywall, and they're full of crap, right? Because if you are 70 80%, you're doing well. And you don't have to sell your picks or anything like that. So we're breaking through a lot of gaslighting and, li and lying uh, to 
do our part in society. And one person who did a lot to society is uh, Kobe Bryant. And I'll be remiss if I didn't ask uh, you two, what were your thoughts on Kobe Bryant? What did he mean to you as uh, sports fans and NBA fans? Yeah, happy Kobe Bryant Day, you guys. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he was just, so, and more so because I live in LA, right. um, but he just was such a, um, he was such a symbol, I think, uh, in all of basketball and watching his, um, watching his funeral and just seeing how his peers and his family um, reflected on his life and what he was able to do in his short 41 years. Um, was really beautiful and and inspiring, and I think he just uh, has meant so much to the community, even posthumously. Um, I think he was really able to unite uh, people across, um, you know, across team lines, and uh, everyone kind of mourned together. I thought it was really all the tributes were really lovely. I mean, I'm not really a Laker fan, but I mean, obviously, I live in LA, and he's been, he was such a big like icon in the city of Los Angeles mm -hmm. and even with the school newspaper like two days after he passed a bunch of us went down to Staples Center just to see it to check it out to report on it and we missed Jack by two hours but we did see a lot of people um, there just to show how much of an impact Kobe did make on obviously the city of Los Angeles and everybody that knew him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, as a people person and maybe someone who's taught a little bit too much to emote, I saw him as a child, and I was a child myself. Then I saw him again uh, when he was 19, play in Madison Square Garden with track. I was courtside, and I could hear him talk. And having access to clients with a lot of money, even on Kobe's level, I have a a client who's a professor at University of Irvine, who's Kobe Bryant's uh, neighbor. Mm. And I never wanted to go there or see any of those people because the way I was taught, you know, that everybody's equal, you treat everybody equally, doesn't matter how much money they have. But you notice having clients, having clients with a lot of money, that uh, their lives are as fragile and as chaotic as our lives, really. And all money does is expose the other problems you have in life. So that hit me hard, the fact that our life is so fragile. <laughs> and it kept hitting me hard the whole rest of the year, 2020, how mm -hmm. fragile life is, right? And how cruel people, some people are. They're like, oh, yeah. hey, uh, you know, let's kill people as long as the economy's okay. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and it's kind of crazy like that and, and at the same time i had a, a client who's making several million dollars a year and his wife has a part-time job making 180,000. <laughs> and uh they lost a kid who went to princeton comes back from princeton freshman year and says mom and dad i'm gay he meets somebody on grinder and they strangled him to death at a <gasps> in a park oh my god right the, maybe two days after he came out to his parents uh so the, the lesson for me is that you know hey every day is a great day right 
every day you can be alive and you get a chance to do something well with your life and you get a chance to laugh and you know you got you have to uh enjoy every day if you can and then all of us are so lucky and good that, that we're able to have all these advantages in life that uh gratitude and gratefulness and mindfulness that's why i always say we're lucky fortunate and good to be able to do something like wager on a game, right? And make money and then my wife uh, can buy $32,000 of gasoline. Part of me has survival guilt. That's obscene. That by me observing games, I can make that much money more than somebody in Haiti makes in a year, right? So it's a lot of gratitude to be alive. That's why the Kobe thing is so, uh, so impactful in me. And the fact that I saw the man two, two weeks before he died. Yeah, that's quite a wild story. It is. I'm walking into, well, it starts off with, I have, you know, like I said, I have securities licenses, two degrees. So I have a client in Newport Beach. They're like, um, we're going to go on our month and a half vacation. And it was the people that lost the kid, though. Mm. So they switched it from a month and a half vacation to three months vacation because they said, hey, life is too short. They had lost the kid the year before. They're like, what is all this money for? Right? I said, I, when the kid died two weeks later, I told them, listen, and let me ask you girls this. Have you seen a funeral procession, right? with a Brinks truck following along. No. <laughs> that right. is really something. Right. So you can't take it with you, right? So they're out and they're moving. They decided to move to Illinois of all places. Mm. You know, to get out of this where this horrible tragedy happened. And I decided to wear a red shirt and white pants. And I'm helping him move. And, you know, I had to go to Target to get something. And here comes uh, Maria Sharapova. I'm walking down the aisle. I'm like, man, that looks like Maria Sharapova. But can't she, you know, so I'm pulling her up on my phone. I'm looking at her. And then she comes up to me, right? And I'm like, oh, man, I still got it. Here comes uh, Maria Sharapova. I mean, she's talking to me. And she's like, oh, hey, uh, sir, can you help me? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, she thinks I work here. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, can you tell me where the fishing gear is? Because uh, I have a, a, you know, a present for uh, someone. I'm like, oh, really? Who's that is? I'll, I'll help you. But, hey, I don't work here. So it ends up being a long day. I go back. And they're moving. I'm helping them move. You know, getting, I can't go to the gym that day. So I'm getting my work out there helping those guys. And on the way home, and Newport Beach is only like 15 minutes from here, I had to stop at Ralph's to get a drink. And here, there's Kobe, right? And I'm like, oh, you know, celebrities, you leave them alone because everybody wants to talk to them and they don't want to talk right. to you. They don't know who you are. The right. man's at the grocery store. <laughs> leave them alone. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking to see what uh, energy drink I'm going to get. And he goes, uh, excuse me, sir. And I'm like, oh, here's that voice again. <laughs> excuse me, sir. Can you tell me where the ice is? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. And I'm like, but I don't work here, man. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, what a testament to you that you have such a nice, friendly, unassuming, you know, uh, personality that people feel like they can approach you and get their needs met. Right. Yeah. That's what I would choose to take away from it. (laughs) I know. No, what I took a, you know, at least I look like a clean cut guy who has a job. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nothing wrong with those jobs. Yeah. Right. I would not, I would caution you not to wear that ensemble to those, (laughs) to those establishments again. Um, but hey, you met two celebrities in one day, so I don't know. I don't know if you would call a meeting. <laughs> I mean, that's more of an encounter than I think a lot of people have. Some people, I think, you know, they might see someone leaving a bar and they would say that that was, that was enough of an interaction. Right. You know, so I, you actually talked to them and helped them. Yes, I did. Yeah. The sad part, yeah, sad part about it. He was dead two weeks afterwards. Yeah, the timing is crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's the next part, Sarah? Are we doing picks? Uh, We're going to go to our Lakers Clippers report. Okay. With our favorite Lakers and Clippers reporter. Oh, yes. About uh, about the um, jerseys specifically? Yes. She's going to give us a report on what's going on with – the Lakers and the Clippers, right? And then the Clippers got blown out yesterday. I wouldn't say blown out. <laughs> well, against did... Luca, and I guess did you see that too, uh, Sarah? Did oh yeah, Luca's winning shot. All right. Yeah, yeah. So it's let me know incredible. what you guys think about that. But the, the Clippers I mean, are the Clippers just... in trouble. Are the Mavs going to end up winning? No, um, but I wouldn't say blown out. They only lost by three. Right. They so only lost by. They only lost see... by three. Right. I guess what, what I mean by blown out is that, um, like Trick Hearn used to say, the mustard is off the hot dog. The Clippers aren't this dominant team right now. Lucas got him on the ropes. He has him on the, on the run. And he's kind of blown out this whole perception we had of the Clippers being uh, a bomb team, where they could be packing soon in the first mm-hmm. round of the playoffs. Well, I think it's more like – they're trying to figure out how to stop him at right. this point. Obviously, they didn't play how they should have, but they, but the Mavs also don't have Porzingis right now. So I think oh, okay. the Mavs would be a much bigger threat if Porzingis was in the game, obviously. Yeah. But Luka's basically doing all the work. And obviously, last week, he got injured. He came back in and 40 points, man. Like, he's a beast. But I'm. I do think that the series is going to go to six or seven with the Clippers um, winning it. But um, obviously, yesterday was Kobe's birthday. He would have been 42 years old. And prior to the game, you can see pictures of Lou Williams wearing a uh, black ball cap with the number 24 stitch in, uh, with the purple and the yellow. And obviously, Williams played with Kobe in his final season. So like right. these two have were people that had played together. And then the Mavs posted a picture of um, Kobe Bryant and Luca um, laughing at a game at Staples Center earlier this season. Obviously, nobody knew that he was going to pass away in a helicopter crash. But obviously, when I talk about the Lakers and a little bit about what they've done, but obviously, Clippers need to win better, or play better, excuse me, um, in order to win the series and obviously win the NBA Finals. I do think that they could make it that far. I don't know if they're necessarily going to win. 
but I do think they're going to win the West. And obviously the Lakers have not played that well, but they are currently up by 30 points on Kobe Bryant day, which is something because obviously right. they're playing with uh, Kobe in their hearts with Kobe in the background with him. Just they're just letting Kobe take the lead on this. Obviously they're wearing their black mama jerseys right now. They've got a little yellow, uh, sorry, white heart on their sleeves uh, with the number two in it symbolizing for his daughter who also passed away in the crash. Um, and then, and then obviously in the first quarter, the barriers around the court had the uh, same thing with uh, number two in the heart plus KB in purple and gold. But yeah, it, they're up by 20, 29 at the moment. Um, in game three, AD had 29 points, LeBron James had 38. If they want to win this way, they're, they have to play as obviously better than they did game one where they lost. And obviously that shows with how many points that AD and James have been getting, but two people can't take on an entire like league at this point. Right. Um, oh, then obviously Mamba Academy has members along with the WNBA in the virtual crowd for Gigi and Kobe. And then obviously oof, Portland's not doing well in this game. Yeah, they're down by 30. Yeah. yeah. By halftime, only one player ha was in double digits for the Blazers. And obviously, no one had more than 18 points in game two. In game three, Lillard had 34. McCollum had 28. That's basically the level that they're going to need in order to beat the Lakers if they can. Obviously, after this game, I believe that the Lakers are going to go up three games to one. And I do think the Lakers will win the series. But they're going to need to play better than they have been. Obviously they can't, the same thing with Blazers. They can't have just two people um, playing the majority of the game, getting all their points. Like it's a team effort. And that was a nice block, but <laughs> that's basically all I've got for my report or uh, Clipper and Laker report. But the Lakers did go on a 10, nothing run to start this game, which is a sign of things to come. Right. And, and we'll look for a return to the mean, just because the Lakers blow them out. Doesn't mean we're not going to, uh, pick Portland, especially the way Damian Litter can go off. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's also important um, for Melo. Melo's looked great up until this point for him to have kind of a bounce back game for Portland. Uh, we had Coach Suttle, who coached James Harden. And he picked the Clippers to win the, the West. So we did as well. Uh, we got him at plus 180. So we put $1,000 down. So when we win, it'll be $1,800. Again, we're fortunate looking good. We can process that. And something I like to ask Sarah as a professional actress, how do you put your emotions aside, right? Because the show must go on. So you're a pro at that. So how, how would you, what's the process of doing that? Of uh, putting your emotions aside when? And, and perform. Like these guys have to do, because they knew him. Oh, uh, sure, sure. And it's a tragedy, right? I don't yeah. know if you ever watched the show The Shy on, in, on Showtime. If you yeah. haven't, I, I, uh, it kind of uh, gives insight into uh, murders in Chicago. Mm. And uh, the writer is just a phenomenal writer. And when, I've gone through life and, I see, I've, and uh, I've been unfortunate and fortunate to see, you know, people die suddenly, you know. And people who are good people die suddenly. And then people who are just the horrible scourge of the earth keep 
living and prospering, right? So how do you, who's, you know, had a lot of experiences in life, how do you handle something like a tragedy happening and then still going to the set and taking care of business? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, there w- I was once um, in a show back in Chicago. We were closing. Uh, it was our closing matinee, and I got dumped right before oh, um, wow. on the phone from my what a uh, loser. I mean, here. how can you yeah, go Sarah Lidwell? Was... What an idiot is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, how dumb you. do you have thank to be? You right? Very much for that. Um, yeah, but it was brutal. So I had to like pull over and I was, I was crying and I had to pull together. My family was at the show and it just was such a mess. But I think, um, you know, for these guys too, I think it's important to compartmentalize. Um, so I, you know, like what you said about the show must go on. I, you know, pulled myself together in my car and like took a moment to be sad. And then, um, you know, I went into my dressing room and then, then I was in, you know, work mode and and i think same thing with them but also as as brianna said i think they're really playing with um with kobe on their on their minds and hearts today and i think that's really um that's motivating them so you can use it for that as well yeah you know because i'm i'm bad at that you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah it can be hard it's hard to switch it's hard to switch that off when you're in the the thick of it but it also can be comforting you know i'm sure for his team to be able to be, you know, back on the court and to be able to feel a little bit of normalcy after an immense loss. I'm sure that's very, um, that's very comforting and soothing for them as a team. Yeah. Yeah. With me, I think I've always been honest. Like when people say how you feel, if, if they don't ask, I don't say anything. You try to focus on what they're saying. But when somebody says, Oh, Hey Josh, how are you feeling? I'm like, Oh, I feel like death now. I feel suicidal. <laughs> I, I mean, I love that refreshing honesty, though, because how many times have we all said fine when we're not really fine? Right, right, you know, and it, it's so important to get your feelings out, but mm-hmm. do it in the right way, and sometimes you have to uh, emphasize with the other person. I guess something we're missing here, you know, because the other person didn't go through a bad day, so why are you going to make <laughs> that day, you know? Right, 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 drag them down with you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to outsource tomorrow's picks to the brilliant Brianna. The B in Brianna is for brilliant. And what are your thoughts on tomorrow's games? Well, I believe that the Jazz will finally win their series tomorrow against the Nuggets. The Nuggets have not been playing that great. Right. And obviously the only other game aside from that is the Clippers and Mavericks. And the Clippers want revenge. Right. After that disappointing loss last game. They want revenge on a team that had the buzzer beater in the last like seconds. Right. Because of Luca. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna they're out for blood. They're wanting revenge. I think the Clippers are gonna take it. They're probably gonna play the best that they've played all series. Hoping that everybody stays healthy. Obviously, Patrick Beverly is out, which is a major loss for the Clippers. But I think even with that. I think that the Clippers will win. I totally agree. I totally agree. And Sarah, did you see the last stand when Luca hit that shot? Yes. What yeah. are your thoughts? Unbelievable. I mean, he, there's no one. He is such a beast. There's no one like him in the league right now. 21 years old. He's incredible. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. An interesting yeah. nugget about uh, Brady Quinn. I want to call him Brady Quinn, but his last name is uh, Quinn Schneider. 
He's the head coach of uh, the Utah Jazz, and he really must hate Denver and their coaches because he said we targeted them, and, mm. man, he's killing them right now. So they know every single thing there is to know about them, so they are going to close them out. And part of the Clipper thing is embarrassment, right? A lot of people can't change because they can't confront their feelings because it's embarrassing. <laughs> the Clippers are going to have to confront their feelings of the mustard being out the hot dog and they're not that dominant team, right, that everybody thought they were. Mm-hmm. So they are going to come out full force tomorrow. And this week is going to be an amazing week on the podcast. So we're going to have those, those picks on Twitter. And we'll have final thoughts. And then, uh, Sarah, uh, what are your thoughts about the podcast we're going to do on Saturday and the previous podcast, what people learned? Yeah, I'm really excited for uh, for Saturday's podcast. As I said uh, this past Saturday, I'm more excited for the RNC, honestly, than um, than the DNC. I was, uh, I was very inspired by what I saw at the DNC, but I, you know, even just the first night, there were some, I mean, people were, were coming in hot. Um, so I think it's going to be really fascinating to break it down. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm kind of hoping to even be pleasantly surprised by some of the speakers, although that has not happened yet. Um, so I'm excited to break that down on Saturday. Um, and then we're also talking to a uh, new friend, Tala. So I'm excited about that as well. Right. She works for uh, Disney streaming. Uh, she had, she's had a, a great career in the entertainment industry. So it'd be great to get you guys together. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts, Brianna, on what's going on? I know you're going to do the angels covering the angels this week. Um, well, just in the NBA in general, thankfully Tobias Harris is okay. Oh, okay. That nasty spill yesterday. Obviously, the Sixers fired their coach as well. But, I mean, most teams are already done. So, most teams are ready for the second round. We're just waiting on these last four or five games, I believe. But it's going to be interesting. And McCollum is shooting a technical foul free throw. Um, Yeah, and keep in mind, the Lakers have already hit 100 points, and they're still in the third quarter. Oh, wow. Just because I'm watching the stats at the same time. Um, but that's basically all I've got. Obviously, it's Kobe Bryant week in Los Angeles. Oh, they are renaming Figueroa Street, uh, Kobe Bryant Boulevard. Oh, nice. Oh, that's great. And um, MLK. Nice. Oh, no, that, that's awesome. I always hated the name for Figueroa. So it's like, <laughs> go on Kobe and turn right. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I no, yeah, no, it's been an awesome podcast. We're 85% MBA. 52.5% is break-even, and we're fortunate, lucky, and good to get that margin, right? And that's compound interest for free. And we can only do that because of our good fortune. And, Sarah, do you know the Winston Churchill quote? Oh, my God. With? I'm, I may butcher it. No, but, go ahead. Um, no, yeah, that's the way you learn. Okay, uh, you, can, you can issue corrections. Um, <laughs> we... We make a living from what we earn, but we make a life from make a life from what we give. Yes, perfect. Yes? Okay. 
You hit it perfect. <laughs> Almost nailed it. <laughs> I mean, and then Kobe Bryant Day, we can laugh and we can do that because that was when people talk about Kobe, right? They talk about making a life from what we give. And we don't just talk the talk, we walk the walk. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. That's why this fuck don't cost $800 and that's going